Hello and welcome back to Burning Questions, the show that helps you get answers to all your burning questions. My name is Bali and today I have two amazing guests, Gabriel and Herman. Um, so guys, today um, the question that we are going to be answering is, is the minimum wage helping or hurting the people that it's supposed to be? So Gabriel, we'll start with you. What do you think? So I would like to start with an international perspective. Mm -hmm. There was a time a few decades ago where the minimum wage was a hot topic of debate um, across the Anglosphere, the UK, the US, uh, Central America, parts of South America, uh, and parts of Asia through Russia and so on. And the, the argument against the minimum wage went something like this. Mm -hmm. If you make it illegal to work for less, but you don't have skills to work for more, then basically the government is making it illegal for you to work at all. Hmm. And so that's not great. It's a little bit better if the government will then pay you uh, the dole, it was called in the UK. Here we had something called the basic income grant. But the thought is, you know, if you don't have a job, the government will give you some money. So then it's like, hmm. okay, the government will give you money to do nothing. And then maybe in that time you can find some skills to get a higher level job. But in the meanwhile, you don't have the dignity of work. And basically what you're doing through very simple microeconomic principles is by increasing the minimum wage, you're decreasing the amount of labor in the market. You're getting some people fired because they just okay. can't compete at that level. Okay, so that was the one argument. The other argument was, look, wages are, uh, employment relationships are sticky. If someone is working for 10, and then the government says you have to pay them at least 15. Then what businesses are going to do is they're going to invest in their own employees to upskill them to make their labor worth 15. Yeah. They'll rather do that than fire their labor because if they fire their labor, how are they going to get the job done? There's, there's going to be no other way. Or they're going to have to get expensive machinery. They're going to have to change the whole thing. Businesses don't like too much change. They'll rather make the smallest available change, which is just to upskill their people. Or they'll say that the businesses should be paying them 15 in the first place because that's what their labor's worth. And the only reason they're not paying them 15 is because the labor guys don't have bargaining rights. And the 20th century saw a huge evolution in unions, trade unions to grant bargaining rights. And people said that hasn't gone all the way. So it's actually going to bring reality to bear. So it's not going to decrease. And then the third argument was some companies will just pay their guys more for now while they make another plan mm. to fire them or hire more equipment or whatever. What that's going to do is it's going to put more money in the economy at grassroots level. You're going to have more people that are kind of working class getting a little bit extra, and they're going to spend that little bit extra or mm -hmm. save and invest that little bit extra. Either way, it's going back into the economy. That's going to grow the economy to catch up, and that'll eventually mean more jobs as well. So three kind of counter arguments. One a priori argument, one a pri priori mm -hmm. counter argument. And I say a priori, I mean yeah. armchair thinking, not experimenting. Then the experiment happened. And as mm -hmm. far as I can gather, and I have studied 23 countries in, in fairly rigorous detail, the minimum wage can work. Where okay. it has been implemented at one third of the median wage, and that has been the global average for successful implementation of minimum wages. So the median wage means this. If you take everyone who's working in the population and you line them up mm -hmm. from the one who's earning the least to the one who's earning the most, Imagine it's 100 people. What is the salary of the, of the 50th person? Another way of putting it is half of the people earn less than the median wage and half of the people earn more than the median wage. So you figure out what is that wage 
then you figure out what is 30% of that or 33%. Some places 35, some places like Russia, 12%. Okay, they gave a very small minimum wage. But if it's around a third of the median wage, then it seems like these two arguments clash with one another in such a way that the argument for the minimum wage actually works. You see economies do grow. You see that unemployment stays down. In fact, it can go down further. You see real investment in upskilling employees. So I think on an international basis, there's an argument to be made for a minimum wage that is equal to one third of the median wage. Yeah. In South Africa, the minimum national minimum wage was implemented in 2019 at three and a half thousand rand a month. In South Africa, according to the South African Reserve Bank, in 2019, the median wage was three and a half thousand rand per month. So not 30%, which would have been 1,200 rand a month, equal yeah. to the median wage. So what they did was they basically made half of people being employed yeah. in a situation where they're being illegally employed. Now, a lot of those people are being illegally employed in the informal sector where they already know bargaining rights, where it's already a kind of libertarian dream or a status nightmare. But on the ground, it's actually at a meat and potatoes level. It's not very nice. Yeah. And it's just become worse because now you can't even go and complain about your employer in any circumstance because the fact that he's your employer or she's your employer is illegal yeah. in the first place. So more yeah. people are breaking the law. More people uh, are put in a position outside of the state rather than having access to state structures to protect them. Uh, and, and and that's not even yeah. to mention the CCMA kind of going on strike against the CCMA. Uh, that's a, that's another issue. So labor relations in South Africa are very yeah. troubled. We have uh, 10 violent yeah. protests a day. A lot of them are around labor relations. Um, it's not a, it's not a great situation. There's not a lot of trust. And what this does is it just undermines that trust further because your options are either to fire someone because the minimum mm -hmm. wage has been set so high relative to the median yeah. or to keep them on the payroll in an illegal fashion, mm. which puts you both yeah. in the shady corners and away from the sunlight of good governance. Mm. Okay. So, I'm so it's, harming, it's harming most people. I will just uh -huh. say one last thing. I think it's helping <laughs> some people because uh -huh. if you look at how major trade bargaining works in South Africa, the big unions at the mines, uh, in government services, uh, public school teachers, uh, public school uh, uh, administrators and so on, bureaucrats, they bargain off the basis of the minimum wage. So if the minimum wage goes up by X percent, then those who are earning 20 times the minimum wage, their salaries also go up by that same percent. That's yeah. the classic bargaining approach that's been applied with sector minimum wages, which is what we had before the national minimum wage. So increasing the national minimum wage has been really good for people earning 35,000 rand a month because it put them in a position to yeah. earn 42,000 rand a month. Yeah. For those mm. who are earning very little, it's put them in a bad position. And the last group that I haven't mentioned at all is those who don't have a job. Those who don't have a job are in the worst circumstance because now they're going to look for a job. Yeah. And if they can only add mm. value to a company at 3,000 Rand a month, they can be getting a 3,000 Rand salary. Mm. But now that business is like, well, if I hire this guy, I'm actually breaking the law. And so their odds of getting a job are less and the odds of a company coming to invest on the basis that we're going to be uh, rolling out a lot of low skilled jobs so that people can get into the into the business and then they can grow from there. That's not going to happen for any business yeah. except one. And that business is called government because government's minimum wage is roughly 60 percent 
of the national minimum wage. Yeah. In some instances, yeah. it's actually 30%. So government pays about 30% for its emergency uh, sort of day work laborers where it goes and finds mm -hmm. people on the side of the streets to like help fix potholes and whatever. So the government's got a different yeah. minimum wage, but everyone else. So <laughs> if you're poor, you must look for a government job. Yes. Okay, guys, I'm going to look for a government job after this. So, um, Gabriel, what I'm getting from you is internationally, the minimum wage is, let's give it a 70-30. It's working out. And in South Africa, let's give it a... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's not it's not working out. It's not the greatest. Um, Herman, how would you advise someone who has this kind of question and doesn't really know um, how to go about it? Also, how and what to do um, in terms of um, maybe let's say an argument with a lecturer, not an argument, rather a discussion with, with a lecturer or like the friend next to them. And they say, no, I think the minimum wage is working very well in South Africa, but um, they don't have the right facts to, to, to prove their point. How would you advise them to go about it? Well, firstly, to replay what Gabriel just said now about 72 times, because what, what, what so often happens um, on, on these sorts of things is that people sort themselves into camps. Um, and the best yeah. way to get a positive engagement is to come out of the camp that your opponent thinks you're in. Immediately, mm. out of the gate, you say, sometimes the minimum wage works. If you are mm -hmm. uh, facing someone and who's very pro-minimum wage, meet them halfway. In, in economic instances like this, you can do that. There are policy and ideological areas where you can't necessarily compromise. But on the minimum wage, the facts are so um, uh, you know, fluid that you really can mm -hmm. say, look, I'm... I'm willing to take a compromise position here. So the first thing is get the facts. And from that facts, take the key thing away that there are circumstances for this thing to work and say that, whether that's in a lecture, whether that's to a friend or, or wherever, say, I grant you that the minimum wage can work because the data shows it does, um, or it can at least. But then the moment you have shown goodwill in this discussion, a very good tactic generally is to move the burden of proof to the other side. Mm -hmm. um, as a general thing, I think that's just a good idea is to say, you say the minimum wage is spectacular and works perfectly. I'm not convinced. What evidence, what facts can you show me to indicate that the minimum wage in South Africa has been good for these people mm -hmm. or those people? It's very, very easy to fall into a defensive stance with uh, ideas, you know, like capitalism and free markets and so on. Don't let yourself be talked into that. Firstly, show that you are willing to engage with the facts wherever they lead. Secondly, move the burden of proof to the other guy or the other side to say, I'm willing to look at the data, but you've got to show it to me. I can't take your word for it. And a third point that I think really is 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 key is listen to what Gabriel says, but also make up your own mind. Go look at the facts, go look at the stats, see if you can understand them. If not, go read you know, some stuff, perhaps read Gabriel, read Henry Hazlitt. But one of the things that really shifted my thinking on the minimum wage was just one study I read that was conducted in 2012 or something that said, the minimum wage is often seen as both savior 
or demon, and it's neither. It is something more complex than that. So be careful not to fall into a camp too easily. Be willing to move the burden of proof to the other side and then make up your own mind about this. Be willing to engage with the facts on the ground because the facts on the ground are actually the most fascinating stuff here. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. Um, thank you so much for that, Herman. And to you, Gabriel, for that um, economics class. Uh, definitely appreciate it. And I hope everyone we, involved... Uh, we, need to I get say, we need to get Gabriel on the because I want to pick his brain on this. I just want to say one fact on the ground. One fact on the ground mm -hmm. is that most people our age and younger in South Africa are unemployed. unemployed. And there is no country on earth with a financial services sector, a manufacturing mm -hmm. sector, a mining sector, a primary, secondary, and tertiary sector comparable to ours that has that level of youth mm -hmm. unemployment. And that's very pertinent when you're considering whether you should be pricing people out of work through the law. Just one fact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I, I don't want to litigate yeah. the point after we've, we've had that very good summary that I think Herman makes. And people must make mm -hmm. up their own minds. I think it's, yeah. it's a... Uh, it's 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 not just it's you know it's it's a serious it's a serious thing to think about especially if you're a South African in this country you've got a mm -hmm. democracy is not just about voting voting matters democracy is really about thinking for yourself yeah that is so, that is a fundamental value that I think gets lost in the in the camps and the team mm -hmm. games that that uh, that Harriman was talking about there so figure mm -hmm. this one out for yourself and. Uh, and I, I think that if you do that, you'll find that you're in the unusual position of knowing what you're talking about. Mm, mm. Okay, guys. So, <laughs> number one, make up your own mind. Number two, go look for a government job. That's how you fix it. Oh, yeah. Problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, guys, thank you so much for joining me uh, on this episode. And you at home, hope uh, your question was answered. And we shall catch you again next week, Wednesday.